This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Dude, I feel so much better as a blonde. I feel so... Oh, thanks for noticing the new hair, David. You weren't blonde the last time you were doing this? No, I wasn't blonde the last time I was here, okay? Wow. Wow. Never noticed anything. Your titties look nice today. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, You're so nice. Oh, my God. Well, fuck the countdown intro, (laughs) but we're going to do it anyways. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, you sexy, sexy people to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. (laughs) We have... One of my closest friends ever, this stupid big titted bitch, <laughs> Gina, Gina Darling. What's up? When's my birthday? Your birthday is the day that sunshine came to earth. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's when you were born is when I decided to be happy. That's the day, that's the day you were born. This <laughs> laugh slowly turns to cries. <laughs> I, 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 I you fucking bitch. I really should know your birthday. <laughs> it is clearly. Don't, my sister's behind the camera right now. Dying, like just trying to signal It to is him. July 25th. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I fucking knew that, dude. July 25th. That is the day the uh-huh. earth decided to be fucking shit. Did I tell you my, I'm going to have a, for once, I'm actually going to have a birthday party. You're going to have a birthday party? Mm-hmm. I'll throw it for you. <laughs> Oh my god, did you guys hear that? Because I'm actually planning on throwing something kind of big and David, really? No. no yes. <laughs> yes. Are you really going to throw? Oh, you know what? It's your big 3-0. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? So Tim and I, actually I was talking about this. So fucking Tim, right? His birthday was about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh shit, happy birthday. And then like he responds to me the next day. He goes, oh fuck, you should have been at the party. I forgot to invite you. I'm like, you little bitch. So we got to talking about birthdays. I'm going to do a funeral theme. A funeral, what a funeral, fuck? a funeral for my youth. So I want everyone like it's going to be like an all black party. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to show up with like the best black outfits ever. Like Gio wants to oh, show up with easy. like the net over her hair like, or the net over her face, like a grieving widow and shit. It's going to be fucking dope. And then you are so fucking extra. I am so extra. Huh. I am. And then I want like those big balloons that spell out RIP 20s. It's going to be dope. And I'm going to have like a fucking like hoard d'oeuvres. And I'm, gonna have, <laughs> and I'm gonna have a photo booth. You're gonna have some hoarders. I'm gonna have some hoarders. A moose boosies. A moose boosies. <laughs> and some hoard and hoard of ours. Hoard of ours. Hoard of ours. Got some hoard of ours. Main entrees. <laughs> What's with the main entrees? And where's my hoard of ours? Where's the hoard of ours? Where's my hoard of ours? My main entrees. If I could, I would have men in fucking bow ties serving my hoard of ours. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what? That topless, sounds topless men. Sorry. That kind of sounds fun. Oh shit! You've have you you've never ever thrown yourself a birthday party. You know what? You're actually a very rare rare breed then, because all the fucking girls that I know mm-hmm. always throw birthdays for themselves. Yep. 
Like they do, it's my birthday month. Yes. I'm like, the fuck is a birthday month, uh-huh. you cunt bag? Mm-hmm. Like you, you were born on a single day. You don't get a fucking birthday month. You don't, there's, there's black history month. You don't get a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what like the a fuck? Gina history month. Yeah. Today you know? is my birthday month. All right, what are you going to get for my birthday? Absolutely nothing. You mm-hmm. piece of shit. You get something though. I know that because I grew up with like, or my early twenties was all go-go dancers and models. It's always a whole ass birthday month, and I'm like, aren't you tired? What do the they fuck? do during the whole month? They have like multiple dinner parties, and they have like multiple like, or they have like parties. They have multiple dinner parties, and then they have like one big party. Mm. And then I'm actually going to steal an idea from them because what they usually do is, oh my god, everyone has to wear this color, okay? Like everyone has oh. to wear white, and then they show up in pink. So they stand out. So for my black party, it's going to be everyone in black, but I want to wear red. Oh. Yeah. It's so going to look like idea. a satanic vigil. Yeah. It's going to be dope. It's going to be so dope. It's I'm going like, to be wild. I am so excited. Like I told the girls, like everyone, like, look, it's in July and everyone has to dress. I want everyone to like serve drama with their outfit. Like I want it to be super extra. It's going to be dope. Ooh. Well, I have mostly black things anyway, so mm-hmm. it's going to be You're very gonna easy. You're going to show up in fucking joggers, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to show up in basketball shorts and a shirt and flip-flops and socks. Like I just on purpose. I don't even have that shit anymore, but I'm still going to find it. I'm, I'm going to dig it up somewhere. Oh my God. That's going to be fucking fun, dude. Mm-hmm. So so how come you never celebrated a birthday? Because I, um, I, I never really did because my parents never put a big emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. So what about for you? I just never cared much to like put... I, I really keep to myself. You know, like I really yeah, keep to yeah, myself. Yeah. I'm not big on like throwing a huge party and shit because people tire me (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't like big social things and the older i grew i'm like god i really don't want to be around people you know because like i spent my early 20s in nightclubs every weekend oh that's right yeah for work i forget you were a go-go dancer i forget sometimes too hey what is a go-go dancer exactly i've never actually asked you what a what what defines a go-go dancer so what is a go-go dancer so go-go dancing started out in the 70s and the name go-go i mean legend has it that it comes from a bar in in hollywood called um or west hollywood called whiskey a go-go Oh. And that's apparently that's where go-go dancers started. And go-go dancers are basically the girls who dance on stage at nightclubs or like in those bird cages, those giant cages. And yeah, they have like yeah. go-go boots on like the, the thigh-high boots. Like think 70s dress and then go-go boots. Yeah, so they're yeah, yeah. basically like atmosphere dancers. So like um, and everyone's like, well, that's a stripper. I'm like, no, bitch, like the fucking no. verb strip is literally <laughs> in the word stripper, you dumb fuck. But um. So we're just like atmosphere models of anything. We dance, we get the crowd hyped up and stuff. Um, and I, I love, like, that was my most perfect job when I was younger because one, you get paid a pretty good amount. Two, I get to exercise and I hate exercising. That was the only one that I liked. Oh. And three, I got to wear cute outfits. And four, no one talks to me. <laughs> you're on stage. Oh, because you're just dancing. Yeah. And no one bothers me. And it's fucking awesome. Would, did you ever have an experience where a guy would try to grab you? Yes. I've gotten into fights in clubs because of that. Oh, shit, yeah. bitch. You ain't even got teeth. How you get How you going to take that risk? You ain't got teeth. I'm going to gum them to death. <laughs> Fuck you. Hold on. Hold on. Come here, bitch. <laughs> so, so, so prior to this, she was telling me this bitch don't even got teeth. Well, she does have teeth, but her apparently your dentist. <laughs> no, my orthodontist. Your orthodontist. My orthodontist fucked up my teeth when i was younger because vietnamese people right we like to bargain right 
So somehow my family bargained for the orthodontist to take my braces because braces, I think, are cosmetic. Mm -hmm. But somehow they said like, oh, no, no, it's this and that. So they got it covered by insurance. Mm. And that's what I'm assuming why he went fucking super cheap on him because he ended up moving my teeth too fast. And when that happens, your roots kind of shorten gradually. So last year I went to a dentist. and I was like, yeah, I want to get veneers done. He looks at me. He goes, no, you don't. I'm like, why? He goes, your teeth are not... um, I've noticed this for a long time. I thought it was normal for some reason. He said, my roots are a lot shorter than what, like, like than my teeth are out here. Like, the teeth that you see, the roots are a lot shorter than the, t- the tooth that you see. That's fucking crazy. So he's like, that's why, like, my tooth has never been still. Like, it's it's always wobbled a little bit, my two front teeth. And what made you think that was normal, bitch? Bitch, what I don't know. <laughs> I don't go around grabbing people's tooths. Like, I don't <laughs> Yeah, but I'm pretty, what kind of flawed shit is that, dude? So every time you smile, your, your, your fucking teeth are slightly shifted. And you're like, that's what it is. It's like the tectonic plates on, in the earth. <laughs> Shift. So he's like, you can't get veneers put over these. You have to do full implants. So I have to pull out like maybe like the four or six teeth out here. Hmm. And... um. And then the, the implant process fucking sucks, dude. They yank it all out, wait for it to heal. They drill holes in it, put in these metal things, wait for that to heal, and wait for it to make sure that my body doesn't reject it. And then they screw in the new teeth. So this is going to be a whole, like, it's like a $10,000 thing that I'm doing right now. So where, okay, hold on a second. So how long is this process then? So how long are you going to be front teeth to <laughs> No, they give you, like, temporary, like, teeth that you pop in. Okay. But... <laughs> I'm telling you, whoever wants to date me at that time, all right? If you get you the best f- gum job ever, dude. <laughs> if you want a fucking denture adventure, let's fucking go. <laughs> you definitely won't feel the teeth on the dick, dude. There, there ain't nothing there. You're going to feel nice, soft gum. That's right. I'm like, gum your dick to death. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I can't my wait. My sister's in the room too. She's like sitting my little sister's right here. I can't wait for those pictures, dude. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for those pictures with you without your teeth. I'll never share them, but I'll die <laughs> laughing, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna put on like a, a farmer outfit and just Dude, that shit would be so <laughs> fucking funny. You should do a photo shoot where you're still sexy as fuck but without teeth. Oh my god, you know what I should do? Can we do like a, a trap video? <laughs> like a thirst trap video? Just like uh, just like squeeze my boobs and then all of a sudden I smile and then bam oh dude I would fucking die dude I, know, wonder, I wonder if guys would actually care if a girl didn't have teeth no Everything absolutely else of course dude you have to like I can't date a dude with no teeth what you mean fucking bitch I you know how shallow I am you're telling me that you can like if you like if someone set you up on a blind date mm-hmm. and she was fine as shit and the bitch has like like four missing tooth up and down I'll tell you this I would look past her teeth and look into her heart. <laughs> through the gaps of her teeth? I would, I would look past through the gaps of her teeth. And I will, I will move past that tonsil. And I'll look into the spirit of her soul. And, <laughs> and I will see that she's a good person. Dare <laughs> roll. I look this woman look into, into the, the gaps, gaps of her of teeth. teeth. <laughs> and, and I, I said, said. Bitch. <laughs> Dude, I fucking... I don't know, man. It's so weird because I think that we we always tell ourselves that we're not superficial, but we definitely do mm-hmm. have our, our certain things that we can't move past. Yeah. Like for me, um, sadly, bad skin. Mm-hmm. Bad skin fucks me up. Yeah. Like bad skin. Now, I'm not talking about a few pimples here and there or you have like some acne and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. but like really bad skin 
kind of turns me off. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it sucks for people who have bad skin. I, I, my skin's not that great. Mm-hmm. But then it does bother me. Maybe it's Your just... Your skin looks good. Well, I've been working on it. Mariel's, mm-hmm. Mar- Mariel's been working on it oh, a lot. Okay. So she, she taught me about toner, lotion, mm-hmm. uh, fucking uh, scrubs and shit, mm-hmm. and then mask, clay mask, all this other shit, right? I didn't know a about this stuff. true Korean woman. Dude, straight up. I didn't know how crusty I was. No, no. <laughs> Guys don't know how crusty they are Mm-mm. because in our world, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's like one of those like glass shattering moments where after she mentioned it to me, I've never been able to look yeah. back. She goes, by the way, your face is dry. I'm not like, the fuck you talking about. My face is dry. I have oily skin. She goes, yeah, but you have crust all over the page. <laughs> never again. Every time I looked into the mirror, I was like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that when I would wash my face, I thought it was normal that your skin would just feel like. Like, tight tight yeah and it's not she just sp- learned that too i told her you're not supposed to feel tight yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hold on hold on hold on a second <laughs> but, <laughs> pause <laughs> pause yeah but i didn't know that so you're supposed to use toner and it's supposed to whatever you know yeah balance the ph shit on your face and then you use lotion to moisturize it and then every now and then like i started using um some people say it's good or bad i started using retinol uh, I've been using that. For, for like fine lines and yep. shit. But it fucking really helped my skin out. Yep. Like after a week, the retinol shit. I was like, yo, look at my fucking face, mm-hmm. dude. Shit looks good. Retinol's fucking crazy. Like it's people amazing. suggest you use it from like when you're young all the way. I never stop. Yeah. Like it's so good. It's fucking good. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, by the way, when you use retinol, do not use it during the daytime. Oh, sunscreen. Sunsc- Have you been using sunscreen? I've been using the good. sunscreens. Yeah, the sunscreens? You've been putting on them sunscreens? Yo, I've, been, I've been putting all the sunscreens. <laughs> Yo, I've been putting a lot of sunscreens yeah, on. Yeah, the sunscreens. And also, um, you're supposed to reply it every like two or three hours too. When you put on, do you have a recommendation? Oh, look at this. We're doing bitch talk. Oh, look you, at this. Do you have a, a recommendation for a sunscreen that's not oily? Yes. I have, um, I like matted sunscreens. I use the Biore ones. The Asian Biore ones. You gotta send me a link yeah. to that shit because, like, the one that I have, it's it's light, but it's people losing a lot of mad respect for me right now. Uh, but <laughs> hey, it's I, like but it I makes, respect you, but it makes me shiny. No, I don't you like know what it. I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't like that shit. So, and you have to make sure that you're applying sunscreen properly too, because a lot of people think like if you put on a lot and just like rub it in there, it's gonna work. It actually makes it worse. Oh you're shit! You're supposed to put it on and then just like smooth it on because it's supposed to be a layer on top of your skin, not rubbed in. Mm. Mm-hmm. so you have to do that too and then there's also like for women who have makeup on obviously you can't rub sunscreen on like halfway yeah. through the day there's sunscreen sprays what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i know so i mean like i've been going hard with this shit in the last like four years yeah your skin looks fucking good thanks it looks really good thank you i noticed in the pictures i look at this bitch's skin it looks fucking smooth as shit thank you yo and th- that's the thing too by the way if you think this is some weird shit uh guys out there if you don't take care of your skin you're, you're going to regret it later on yes. because what they say about skin is that you can you can't turn back the hands of time, but you can prevent things mm-hmm. from happening. So mm-hmm. if you don't start now, your face is going to look like a baseball man. You're going to look yep. like Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. And that fool's face looks like a direct scrotum. I love you, Gordon. I love Gordon, too. But that's your his, face looks that's like him. A... I think you're beautiful, but that's I love you. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really? Okay, like, look, it's like I like the angry British, right? It's kind of fucking hot. That's his, daddy right there. <laughs> his face looks like a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, though. Like, um... If you guys haven't looked, um, there's a there's a there's a there's a picture on Google. It's called like a, a a truck driver's face, and like there's this old man who's been driving like semi trucks his whole life cross country. And you know how you sit on your left side, so the sun's always on your left side. Yeah, his left side is like this. Oh, really? Yeah, just that side because the sun damage. 
So that's like, dude, you need like if anything, if you're going to do anything for your face at all, just put on sunscreen. Yeah. Like before I started doing like the whole face regimen thing, like I, I kid you not. The, the funny thing is most people, when they get into a relationship, they tend to digress. They look worse and worse. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, I look better and better because <laughs> she's been she's been tweaking me mm-hmm. to, to better suit her needs. Mm-hmm. Right. She goes, yeah, I'm going to fix his skin. <laughs> He's really out of shape. I'm going to give him the workout a little bit. <laughs> He doesn't drink enough water. He drinks some water. <laughs> so she's been like tweaking me and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And so like after I I started using lotion, now I can't go without using lotion because yeah. it's very, very apparent. Mm-hmm. Like your skin just gets worse and worse and worse. Like there's more acne. And it's weird because like my skin has that oily dryness. You're a combination. I'm combinations. Like yeah, I fucking hate it. It's mm-hmm. annoying. So what you do with that is you treat the area by what you need. So I'll put a different mask on my oily areas and a different mask on my, my drier areas. Oh, shit. It's been a fun. Like the problem with me though when i really get into something like invested into something i go fucking over i shit you not i have like four thousand dollars worth of skincare in my house right now oh and my my daily routine is a thousand dollar routine what yeah my shit's magic. Like my, my creams and stuff. My and creams it's, it's and my lotions. My creams and my lotions. It's <laughs> and the then, best. You know, <laughs> they love it. They love it. Ramses, the children, they lie. <laughs> but Ramses. <laughs> but Ramses. <laughs> and then also, so I started, if you notice, look at my, look at my, my, my eyebrows when I frown. Do, oh. do you see how I don't look angry? I just look slightly concerned. Yeah. I have Botox in my brows right now. Oh, really? And it freezes the muscles here. So I can't really like frown properly. So I was, so I went to this, uh, to so this, you can't be angry. I can be concerned. <laughs> I'm like slightly like skeptical. <laughs> I'm so skeptical right now. You just made me so skeptical. <laughs> and so I go to this, the skin shout out to beauty bar clinics. I love you. Holy crap. Hi, Ash. I love you. Um, but so this girl, she was like, she was doing injections on my face, right? My Botox. And this is crazy. I can't believe I've reached the stage where like, we're all getting Botox and shit. Like, whole, I'm going to, I'm about to be a fucking like OC housewife, like fucking the pool boy while getting Botox parties and shit. I'm so excited. Anyways. So, you know, though, I heard a lot of dudes do a Botox in this, in yeah, this forehead area. A, a lot. lot of people do Botox. Yeah. Um, So I was, I was looking at her while she was doing my, my face. I was like, Dude, she's fucking pretty. Like, she's like this Filipina girl. She was Filipino and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dude, you're fucking pretty. She's like, oh my God, you're so nice. I'm like, I'm 72 years old. She's thir- She was like 33. She looked like she was 24. Oh, shit. I was like, what the fuck? She goes, I've been in this business a long time. She's been in Botox and she was like 21. Because that's preventative. You know? Because oh. it freezes your muscles so that you're like, um, so it doesn't cause like constant movement like that and causing those wrinkles right here like here is where you would see it a lot of people get it around their eyes the the crow's crow's feet yeah 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 yeah. and i started getting it done because now that i'm streaming a lot more i realized that when i'm playing games my focus face i get i look angry when i'm focused i Mm. I furrow my brows a lot and then my viewers were like wow she like when she focuses she looks angry and then i was like oh fuck you're right and my worst habit is me frowning so that's why i was like i should probably take care of this now and like be more preventative. Are you going to be doing Botox forever? <clears throat> um, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe. How, how, much is that, how much does it cost? It depends on how much you get. So for instance, I went to a doctor before one session was like 1500 bucks. It's pretty pricey, dude. Fuck. How yeah. long does that shit last? Um, Like four to six months. Oh, actually, if you're pretty, lucky. That's actually pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually lucky. really long. Yeah. I thought it was like a month. But four mm-hmm. to six months, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're lucky. So it's like, you know, like sometimes I come in like, yeah, a little bit of tweaking here and there. Just like Botox, whatever. But my thing is like, I don't like it noticeable. Like I'm not about to fucking come out with like fat ass lips and shit, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. What the fuck? Damn. I bitch. have. I've actually. Can you tell what I've gotten done? Um, I don't know. I don't really look at your face often, but mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I have to take. I have to stare at you. I've given. I've gotten one, two, three, four. Did you do five? I've gotten five spots injected. Move the mic from your face, bitch. <laughs> Man, I can't tell though. Like, I think maybe on your this area, mm-hmm. and that's probably the only thing that's noticeable. Yeah, but barely though. Yeah. So that's and that's only because I've seen your face for years. Yeah. So my thing is like I like to enhance, not change. Yeah. So I've gotten my cheeks lifted up a little bit here. So I have a little See, bit I would here. Have nev- I would have never noticed that. I have a little bit on my chin here to fill it out more. Yeah. And I have a little bit on my chin to bring it out more. And then I have, um, the, what they do is uh, Botox in your masseters. And this like. It, masseters? What the fuck is the, that? Your chewing muscles. Yo, chewing muscles. And that slims it down. So for you, so for you, what made you want to start doing it? Um, just, just because like. Well, number one, yours is very subtle, mm-hmm. right? So what made you want to start doing it? Because working in entertainment, yeah. like you have to, like as a woman, you have to be, you know, like you have to look a certain way. You know what I mean? And also because I'm fucking shallow, bitch. Like if I'm ugly, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of refreshing. That's, a, that's actually pretty like, fucking I'm funny. I'm not going to fucking be like, oh, because, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, I just want to feel beautiful on the inside. No, bitch. Like if I'm ugly, I'm going to fucking jump off a bridge. That's not like we're not going to fucking lie here. <laughs> so any ugly people out there, just just to let you know, it's not worth it. Your life is your life is no. wor- your life isn't worth it. Your life is worth it, but mine isn't when I'm not pretty. Okay, I, I have c- nothing going for me. <laughs> I have dreams of being like that that um the Kangnam Nuna. Oh god, but not like extreme. But I want to be like that old Korean lady that's like. I'm gonna give you an beautiful. age cutoff. Your okay. age cutoff for for these modifications mm-hmm. is 45. That is your age. That's cutter. a good age. That is your age. No, fifty because I'm Asian. You can stretch oh, a little 50, bit more I'll, I'll when you're put, Asian. I'll put it to fifty. That yeah. is your age cutoff because I feel like, like certain ajamas that I've seen grow up, mm-hmm. like they 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 started doing it a little later in their life, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at, at the age of fifty, like I feel like you just can still go. look good and just let it go a little <laughs> yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Like Relax. even my mom. Like I had a conversation with my mom and she was like, "Oh, I, I might want to try doing this and that." I was like, "Look, you don't need any of that stuff." Mm-hmm. Like you, I was like, "Number one, I know like." I was like, do you feel bad? She goes, no, I don't. And I was like, that's that's life, mm-hmm. you know? And for, for me too, it's like, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, you raised two boys. You, you know, came to this country. You fucking killed it. Like, whatever, dude. Like, don't don't fucking trip about that type of shit. And for me too, I think if for, for my mom, if I see and I come back and it's not her face, that she would break my heart. Oh, yeah. Because it's not my mom's face. Yeah. You know, so like if I saw that, I think I would die. Yeah. Because I don't, it's not something, the, the warm face that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know. Now, before we continue, my friends, this podcast is brought to you by Scentbird. Now, have you ever walked down the street and have a random stranger come up to you and say, you know what, dude? You smell good. I guarantee you that's a no because you haven't heard of Scentbird. Now, for me, check this out. I like to smell different all the time. And what I mean by that is, have you ever bought a bottle of cologne and after you used it, you found out two years later, you still have 70% of it left because you know dang well you're not going to use that gajillion ounce bottle of cologne. And after a while, maybe even after a few months, you want to smell different. You're tired of smelling the same way and you still want to smell good. Well, guess what? My friend's Scentbird is going to fix that for you. Now, for me, if you're asking, well, David, 
how do you choose your scent? Well, when I go on scentbird.com and I want to choose the fragrances I want, this is what I do. I don't look at the name brands. I go by the types of smell that I enjoy. They have that search engine option. For me, I click citrus. I click sandalwood. I click bergamot, fresh, clean smells. And from that list, I choose my colognes. And ladies, that goes for you with your perfumes as well. Well, check this out. You can choose the cologne you want to try, and they'll also send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times daily for a month to keep you smelling fresh. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $750 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash brain and use my code brain for 50% off your first month. Again, that's S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash brain for you to get your first cologne or perfume for just $7.50. My friends, sign on and smell amazing. Scentbird. But you're young, I guess. I think it's like I want to enjoy all this while I still can. You know, like, fuck it. Let's just... My my thing is like you're born here with one vessel and just fucking decorate it however you want. Stop changing your face so much. <laughs> you couldn't even tell. Huh? You couldn't even I tell. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Stop changing your fucking you face. Even, I can literally change? go to Korea, get plastic surgery, come back, and you still won't notice. And you'll be like sitting there like, don't change your face. Like, bitch, I already did. It's been like six months. <laughs> don't you change your face. <laughs> Your hair wasn't blonde the last time you were no, here. No, it was not blonde. I feel like I'm a better person when I'm blonde. I feel lighter and I'm happier. You look good with, with, with light hair, though. Right? There's there's a lot of girls who... um. It's weird. Who just look better with light. I think Jess is one of them. She looks really great Dude, with highlights. Like she when looks she, great. Yeah, when she, when she put in like the blonde highlights and that strawberry blonde look, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot better than her darker hair. Mm-hmm. It looked very well because she has yeah. very fair skin, too. Mm-hmm. So I fuck with it a lot. I love it on her. Yeah, she looks. She Jess is really pretty, dude. Dude, I fucking love Jess. Did Did you know that all the JK girls are in a group chat? Oh yeah, I heard about that only recently. Yeah, it's like the best group chat ever. Heard you know got... how many dick pics are in there? Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> like oh. dick pics that we enjoy, actually. It's like, did you see this dick? Did you see that dick? Look at this dick. This dick is awesome. Try look at this one. It's great. The the vein fucking. This way, and the van goes this way. The worst part about this fucking group chat is that all the girls will be talking about, like, sex shit, right? Uh Uh-huh. Julia would come in, drop a fucking bomb, (laughs) and then leave. And we're just like, what the fuck did she just say? And I'm just like, and then all of a sudden, I'm pulling out a rosary and praying for her. Like, it's fucking weird. So every time we see, like, because it'll show, like, oh, Julia is typing. Uh-huh. We just prepare like, ourselves. What the like, fuck is she going to say? I'm clutching my pearls. Like, we're Yo, scared. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird because there are definitely women within the JK crew that, like, Julia is one of them mm-hmm. where it's hard. I mean, she's definitely a woman, mm-hmm. right? But, like, Joe ex- explained it best. Like, we picture her as, like, this snot-nosed girl yeah. with boogers and crust yeah. coming out, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and comic books and, sh- and yeah, gum she, stuck under her shoes. But she's a very beautiful girl, girl mm-hmm. you know? And just for us, because we saw her when she was so young, it's just not, it's just, it doesn't really click. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even for me and for you, like, <laughs> so back in the day, uh, she, she, this girl confronted me and she goes, so why aren't you fucking following me on Instagram? And I was like, what you mean I follow you Oh my you God, I remember Instagram? that. You unfollowed me 
for a little bit, dude. So we I almost remember, fist fought. I so, wanted to fight him. You don't even know. Yo, yo, hold the Holy, fuck like, on a hold second. Hold on. Like, I wanted to fight him. Hold the fuck on a second, bro. <laughs> so I remembered why I unfollowed you. Mm-hmm. I unfollowed you because at this time, there wasn't an, uh, an ability to mute posts. It's mm-hmm. because you you had so many pictures of you naked. Oh. And, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't I see it. I wasn't naked. It was just very risque photos. It was, it was very nice. She looked mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you were like my dad. Yeah. Like, I don't want to oh, okay, see that. Okay, so okay, I was yeah. like, I can't see this. <laughs> you know? So I was like, and I don't follow, I didn't follow a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So your folks posts were very frequent mm-hmm. on my stuff and it's like this bitch's pussy's out i can't see this shit you, you know, know the funny thing is i didn't even notice you unfollowed me it's fans that were like yo i just looked at david's following did you realize that he doesn't follow you i was it like was, what the fuck the love was still there mm-hmm. it's just i couldn't see you just just spread eagle like i couldn't a do month it. from now i'm gonna fucking post a photo that simply says david are you still following me <laughs> And I'm going to check in every few months and you better fucking comment. I, I am following you, dude. <laughs> you I've, I've recently gotten over it. I've got I've gotten over it. I'm like, this is fine. I know that feeling, though. Like, it's like when you know someone's young, like my sister. I'm about to fucking throw her shit under the bus right now. Hold on, watch. Watch. I'm going to throw her shit under the bus right now. So, Sam, don't kill me for this, okay? I'm about to throw your shit under the bus right now. So, I was on a date with a guy once. I don't yeah. know how long ago this was. I was on a date with a guy once. I have a policy. If I'm on a date, I understand the no phone rule, whatever. I don't give a fuck. If it's family, I'm answering it, right? I was on a date at dinner, sitting at the dinner table, having a nice conversation, and I see her name pop up on my phone. It's a text message. And she says, hey, do you remember that one thing you told me not to do that if I did, you would fucking kill me? I'm like, well, I mean, no, I, I, I say that a lot. She goes... So I lost my virginity and like time stood still and I just stared at my phone and I was like, what the fuck did you just say to me? And then she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just blah, 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 like blah. She's looking at free. She doesn't remember this. She doesn't remember. She, I remember it though. Like, what'd you lose your virginity to? Uh, yeah. A, a like, cucumber or a penis? Well, she, she's, she's had, she's always had long-term boyfriends. Yeah. So I'm never worried about her getting like, just like, like, like screwing random dudes or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I knew who it was cause she was with him for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. And No. <gasps> oh really yeah so it was like a one night stand thing and now I'm like, excuse me that's here. so sweet the fuck did you just say <laughs> listen let's, let's but she ended up with him they've been together for like five years now wow yeah so okay. so i knew who it was um and then the the worst fucking part was what i told her i was like when the fuck did this happen and she goes um to be honest with you a year ago, and I swear to God, dude, I almost flipped the fucking table and cried. <laughs> you had a dick inside you. It's like it's not that bad. Yes, it is. And she was of age, like she was old enough. You know, she was like eighteen or whatever. And then, but then, like to me, in my mind, like little, with Julia, she will always be like like eleven years old, fucking dumb. Yeah. You know. But like it's weird. Like I was just talking to her recently. I'm like, dude, you have like a full on like career. She's a grown ass woman, dude. She's a grown. She, she works has a career. And shit. She got a promotion. And she got shit. some bank accounts. She got her base accounts. She got taxes. Shit. She got fucking benefits and shit. Like it's weird to me because whenever she comes to visit me, she's like this dumbass kid in my bed just watching cartoons and leaves yeah. crumbs all over my fucking bed. You know? It's a very. It's strange. It's it's very surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when I see. Like my my friends' kids grow up and they're dating and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on, exactly. man? Like I I got emotional the other day because I saw a video of me and Isaac and he was on my back and I was like giving him a piggyback ride. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I was like, oh shit, he was a baby. Look yeah. at him now. Now he got bracing, gonna fix his teeth and he gonna get his dick sucked now. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> fucking Isaac gonna get his dick sucked. Oh God. Some like, fucking lecherous whore gonna <laughs> suck his dick. Oh. She has like Taki's dust all over her fingers. It's gonna dude. burn his dick off. Oh, dude, it's gonna be some fucking crazy ass Chicana and shit. It's want. weird. Yeah. Cause like, I remember Isaac was a baby. He would like, whenever he sees me, he comes up and he hugs me. He's still kind of shy. Now he's like a fucking, he's tall. Dude, it started like creeping me out when I saw Isaac and he started forming like real adult sentences. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause before it's like, Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, blah, blah, mm-hmm. I poopied, whatever. Now it's like, yeah, I don't think I like that. And the reason why, I said, what you mean? The reason why? Yeah. Fool? Right. I say the reason you have why. No reasons. Yeah. You're like nine. That's what happens when they grow up. It's dude. weird. Dude, my little cousin that I used to share a room with Derek, like when in high school, I shared a room with him cause he was like this eight year old idiot. Like he is, he's 21 now. He streams video games and that's what he does for work now. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? That's just like, so fucking weird, dude. It's weird. And he's taller than me. Like, it's, it's I even strange. have I even have a cousin. He's like 28, 29. I mean, he's 28. He's, he's a grown ass man. He has mm-hmm. a job and stuff. But it, no matter what, I can't not see him as a kid. Nope. So I still treat him like a child, mm-hmm. you know, and our, our age gap is like fucking two or three years, you mm-hmm. know. But when I look at him, to me, he just he's just like this little fucking kid. But this guy's like a go getter. You know, has his own car, apartment, just working two jobs and shit. And the kid's like a fucking grown ass man, dude. It's so weird watching him. And that's what it's like with Julia yeah. in the group chat. That's She'll exactly. come in, drop a fucking bomb. Like, dude. y'all ever fucking suck dick in the car? And we're just like, excuse me? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, this is what, like, this is, watch me, watch this right now. I'm going to try to picture Julia naked right now. Oh, God, no, don't do it. No. And guess what happened? So she has her clothes, uh-huh. right? So she has this little, a sweater with a Pikachu on it, right? She has her Pikachu hat on. She got her little blue jeans on and her little fucking Skechers or whatever. I don't know, her fucking Chucks. She takes off her sweater. Guess what's underneath her sweater? What? Another sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. <laughs> and inside that Pikachu sweater is a Bulbasaur sweater. <laughs> Right? Then she takes off her hat. And guess what's underneath her hat? Another fucking hat. (laughs) She takes off her pants. Guess what's under her pants? Another Another pair pair of pants. pants. It's just like the never-ending onion. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, when she told that story before where she she had butt sex. Yeah. Oh. I, like, I was offended. I was like, who fucked you in the butt? I wanted to fucking kill him, dude. Like, how dare you? That guy is actually her boyfriend now. Oh, is it him? Yeah. So, that was her first boyfriend is actually her boyfriend now. Is her butt boyfriend yeah so we actually talked about it on a different podcast but the, but the audio fucking fucked up so we, uh, have, we haven't been able to release that but we might release it just as a bonus episode mm-hmm. but she talks about it later on but that was actually her first boyfriend so that's the only reason i could tell the stories because she actually said on our podcast yeah yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> she, ugh, it's so strange it's like you know what i imagine it's like you know how like winnie the pooh has a t-shirt on and that's it it's like mm-hmm. him taking it off but it's like it's still you're a, you yeah. know like it's not sexual it's in just, any way it's, it's so odd and she's such a she's such a sweet girl and mm-hmm. like sometimes like you would read in comments and like oh look at julia's titties i'm like titties Titty, yeah right she ain't got titties those what are pokeballs under there the fuck she's hiding in her sweaters that's Dude, all that, that's a ziploc bag full of jello what you talking <laughs> yeah. about titties she ain't got t- <laughs> it's she ain't weird got titties? so yeah like we'll be t- like, the girls are all fucking talking like dick 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 pussy dick and then julia drops a bomb and then the chat just goes quiet for a second and we just all freak out and then she you leaves you girls are a bunch of horn dogs yeah because Dude, that chat is so awesome. I love that. That's chat. so funny because like I, the JK guys don't talk like that. Yeah, a lot of people think like guys talk like that. No, dude, it's the girls. Yeah, and I think like us guys too. Like we don't really talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Like we just kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't know why, but it would be very weird for me to hear about sexual conquest that 
they've had with a girl that I'm that close you know. that I know that I'm yeah. close to now. If it was some random girl, that's a different thing because yeah. I, I don't have any like emotional connection to her. Exactly. But let's say you know, like that's why I never watched Ask the Feels. I mm. couldn't watch oh, Ask the Feels. Okay. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. Like I clicked on it once, yeah. and then it was something about like like fucking Geo like eating cum. I was like, oh. <laughs> Scarred me. I was like, click out. We're yeah. going to click out of this. Real quick. We're going yeah. to click out. We're going to click out. We're done. We're done. It's so funny because today we got a group text from Tim mm-hmm. and all the girls. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot to send you this photo. It's a it's a photo of the like the four of us, like me, Tiff, Geo, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I forgot to send you this from the wedding. And then so everyone's like, oh, thanks. And Shannon goes, I heard about this group text or this group chat, by the way. I want in. Is there an application process? Because we recently just uh, let Bo's in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bose must be fucking funny. Bose is great. I love her. I love so Bose, much. dude. Shout out to Bose, man. Mm-hmm. She's one of my favorite people on earth. Like she makes me happy. Yeah. You know, like I feel like if anyone would make Bose like even mildly inconvenienced, I would want to kill them. <laughs> Smosh. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> but and then Shannon's like, I want in. And then now we have to like we have to consult the you know like the, our table just be like all right you, we're have gonna the, let it. you have to consult the committee yeah the committee shall there. we let shannon in <laughs> in our robes is shannon allowed to come in the candles <laughs> mayhaps we have a giant book of names <laughs> write her name in with blood <laughs> i know shannon if you wish to be a part of us slice your hand and shake ours with the cut of our cut and may our blood unite <laughs> So this, it, was, it used to be called the host base. Uh-huh. That was the name of the group. But then we changed it recently to the restroom because drunk girls at a club in the bathroom are the most supportive bitches you'll ever meet in your life. Dude, I, I used to have this like stand up set about this shit. It's like it, it's kind of like I've noticed how girls hype each other up. Like guys don't do that shit for mm-hmm. each other. Like girls are the fucking funniest people on earth. Like I see girls like when I see Mariel get ready and her best mm-hmm. friends with her, too. They're like, oh, my God, look at those earrings. You look good. Yo, I was going to get this earring for you, but I thought it would be better for fucking Jess. So I look better on her. But let me tell you something. The hoops that you have on are <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where the fuck did you get those pumps? Dude, I was th- I wasn't sure about it, right? And so, like, okay, so the other day, right? So I was trying, and then you guys go on this diatribe, and then like, oh my god, your fucking titties look great today. Really? You think so? I wasn't feeling that good. You're fucking stupid. I would fuck the shit out of you right now if I was a guy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Girls are supportive. I remember when I was in, I was like, a, I was in Taiwan for a month for a go go mm-hmm. gig, and then I was dating. Oh, I almost said his name. Our mutual, fr- yeah, someone that you so know, are, yeah, mutual friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to date one of David's friends, but um. I remember I haven't seen him for like a month. He's like, yo, send me a booty pic. I'm like, I got you. I told my girlfriend, I was like, yo, my man needs an ass photo. She's like, I got you. And then she's like, took the photo and she's like hitting in all angles. I'm like, that's like, girls are supportive when we want to be. It's awesome. That's so fucking mm-hmm. funny, dude. I'm in like a, a makeup group, right? And one of the girls was like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that if you want to cover up any um, <clears throat> marks that your parents don't want to see, use <laughs> use this. I had dinner with my mom. She didn't see a thing. And then I commented. I was like, damn, now we can all hoe in peace. This is great. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are such disgusting creatures, dude. You guys are so fucking gross. I love it so much because, like, like I, I, love, I love women who are so just, like, that have a, a firm grasp on their sexuality. Like, Shannon... Like is a goddess to me. That bitch oh, walks around with a I'm, fucking a vibrator s- around her neck. Sexologist, dude. Yeah, dude. Like she is a goddess to me, and I love people like I that. I gotta get her on here. I have so many questions about women. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I'm right? like, Shannon, what, <laughs> um, what, what's the clitoris? <laughs> what does the clitoris do? You know, when I was in fifth grade, they had sex ed class, and they were teaching. They separated the girls, and they were teaching girls how to put tampons and use pads and stuff like that. 
And I was the only one that raised my hand and said, excuse me, what's a vagina? And then she, the ladies looked at me. She goes, um, the bigger hole. And I'm sitting there blown away. I'm like, there's more than one. Like, uh, there's what? two holes. There's two. And then like everyone started laughing around me. I was like, as if you fucking know what the fucking vagina is. Like, you don't fucking know. But I was that kid. Dude, the fucking it's it's so, well Bart didn't even fucking know there was two holes. <laughs> Bart didn't know there was a pee hole in a regular vagina, dude. That's just fucking hilarious, dude. I love that man. He's I, such a crazy man. So the funny thing is, like for me, like when people ask me, like, yo, how did you so I'm I'm very open when it comes to like sexual things. Like number one, I, and I learned this only from one fucking girl. So when I was younger, guys are so funny because guys always talk about their sexual. Con- Everybody's the hero in their own story. Yeah. Specifically, guys when it comes to their sexual conquest, mm-hmm. right? And I've always talked about this before. It's and and because of that type of rhetoric, you, like young men. I believe they they feel pressure to be like the best at sex. Mm. Like they have to fucking smash the pussy out the fucking park on their first try, mm-hmm. right? Because the guys never talk about how bad they were the first fucking Mm-mm. time. And they always think that they're, that they're amazing. And a lot of the times, I think when girls are really young, they feel like it's their responsibility to kind of boost up this guy's self-esteem mm-hmm. when they fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this Filipino girl that I was with. She was very hypersexual and our relationship actually didn't work out because of how hypersexual she was. Mm. And in her, in her sense, she actually related um, affection with sexuality. So if we weren't fucking every day, she thought that something was wrong with mm. us because mm-hmm. the guys that she was with, the only they, way they would connect with her is that they would fuck her. Mm-hmm. For me, it was never like that. Number one, at that time, I was trying to be a stand-up comic, do music. I was working two fucking jobs and I was you know, doing all this other shit. So... It, 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 I didn't have to Sometimes I'm tired mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm tired Yeah I don't want pussy today Yeah You know And so for her But they would They would They would fuck consistently And um, I remember When we broke up Or when we had Let's not We'll talk about that after But when we had sex I don't remember <laughs> Yeah let me tell you this story <laughs> So I, I, I was like I asked her I was like How was it She was like Meh I was like oh. Hold on a second <laughs> what, you, what you What you mean meh what what what, what man mean? What what what's man mean? What you mean? Man as in me? As in like you you was fucking man? Or are you saying like me e h like man like whatever? She was like it was okay. I was like what why? Yeah. I thought I was killing the pussy, mm-hmm. but she was very open and honest with me. And she was like, oh, it's just like you just kind of like you just kind of fuck just the fuck. I was like, I thought if you just stick it in, it feels yeah. good. <laughs> But I didn't know because nobody was honest with me yeah. about that. And that, at that point, she was like my third or fourth sexual partner. And prior to that, nobody said anything, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's because they were they were catering to my ego. And mind you, that's because I think a lot of guys need their ego stroked. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, maybe I've just been always a little weird. So I just I was like, okay, well, fucking tell me how to do this right then. Because mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I don't know. So you tell me. So fucking. Yeah. Got my fucking scroll out. I got that fucking Chinese. The chi- you I moved the sleeve up and I started writing calligraphy. <laughs> what the hell you mean? Okay, clitoris this way. Okay, figure eight around the pussy back to the clitoris. Okay, you know. Like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, okay, maybe lick the asshole sometime. Okay, okay. You, you know? drawing a little butthole with your yeah. Your I was like, okay, butthole, 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 butthole. Okay, okay. Finger here, finger here. Put the mouth on the clitoris there. Wait till you come. Don't come so early. Bing. You know. So but I. It's true though because like. As a woman, I've been in that situation where they're like, oh, how is it? And I really want to say, you that fucking suck. Wack. You know, like, you fucking sucked. But like, it's like, because then men are so, they like the society always tells you, like, men are so sensitive about their dick game. They really you, are, though. They are, you they know? They really are. That's, not, that's like, not even like, that's not, there's no fucking debate about yeah, that. Yeah. But it's like, men have to be accepting of 
critique too you know it's like if i tell like for instance i actually like there's one guy that i was dating mm-hmm. <laughs> i spoke about him before where it's like this is the smallest penis i've ever seen in my life like if i were to hold it in my hand it did not pop out in the top <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. you know and you know okay. and crazy. i made a mistake because that was a guy i was like you know what sorry like i like i told him i was like i don't really have sex like i'm not a first date bitch like i made him wait like three months okay and then after three months, it was like three months of buildup and then catastrophic failure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it, let me see the palm on your head. That's like, oh, so it would like be here. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, so he has like a micro penis. Like it wasn't my, it was just small. Oh, okay. So it, it's like, it's like, um, and then the thing was, okay, you know what? If you're small, it, it, a lot of times it doesn't have to do with the size. It is about the motion, you know? Uh-huh. But this fool was like, uh, okay. Tell me my dick is big. Yeah, no, he did because I think he slightly knows that he's not that big. But okay, so let me see. How do I fucking do it, uh, little sister? Earmuffs. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like when you're hitting it from behind, the girls on yeah. doggy style, right? You're not supposed to like. You're supposed to like sit up straight and yeah. just hit that shit. But he would just like lean over and hug me, and it's like, yo, you don't have not a lot of length to work with. Yeah, you can't. So you're wh- supposed to. He's supposed to sit straight, right? Yeah. But he's like, like, like pretty much hugging me from behind. I'm like, yo, like you need to sit up. You know what I mean? And then afterwards, he'll be like, so how was it? I'm just like, well, you're, it didn't go in. It's like, I, this is the first time I've ever been able to say that I've never felt I, like I couldn't feel anything. And it was like, the Wait, worst. so what the fuck was he feeling? Because if you're hugging from the back, like you could only. Well, he was still he was in, but it wasn't like, you know, yeah, it just yeah, didn't yeah, work. Yeah. So I was, and then I would tell him like, yo, OK, so and then so I would wait and wait until he says. Is there anything I should change? I'm like, oh my god, yes. Okay. okay. Anyway, you know. Okay, this is what you got to do. You got to chop off whatever you have now, and then add another one. Just give one up. On. Just give up, Just man. Give Just up. give up. And then like he always asks, like, yeah, like it was good, huh? Like tell, tell me I'm the biggest or like you, you it was That's big so enough odd. for you. And I'm just like, I think. He, and he never you sent like, me a dick pic. You and like I've that always, huge? You like that huge dick? It's yeah, like, but it's not. But it's not. And I love like me when I'm dating someone. I love dick pics. Yeah. Send it to me. I love when I'm dating someone. Okay. So stop it. Yeah, I know stop sending fuck. me dick pics too, all right? Yeah, stop sending us dick pics, all right? <laughs> what the fuck, man? I have to be dating you, okay? Just don't send it to me in general. <laughs> um, if you want a dick pics sent to me, please forward it to David So Comedy on Instagram. <laughs> abso- abso- absolutely not. Absolutely not. But like, he was the only one that I dated that never sent dick pics. Oh, because he wasn't proud of his parsable. He knew, you know? But it's just like... Well, how did you make adjustments for it then? After after he, um, he asked you how... <clears throat> My my adjustment was faking it. Oh, really? Yeah. For how long? For like about like eight months. I'm like, oh, he's Damn, such a nice a, guy. Damn, that's a long time. Yeah, he's a nice guy. But then after a while, I realized like he lied about a lot of shit. I'm like, you're dick small anyways. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Damn, eight months. And yeah. you had that. You had bad sex for eight months. That was the months. worst sex I've ever had. But he had. didn't, he didn't uh, do anything else aside from that. Because there's so much other things that you could do. It was all right. I mean, like, and even when I gave him pointers, he always went back to what he was comfortable with. I'm like, dude, you're not even making effort to improve. And that sucks, you know? So huh. it didn't work out. Like, when sex is bad, like, the relationship is fucking dead. Like, I can't do it. Um, you, oh, I, yeah, you can take off your earmuffs now. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, um, well, I've, I know a couple of people that got divorced 
because they couldn't match up sexually. Yeah. And I didn't realize how it's important, important dude. that is. Yeah. You know? And you know, the way these guys talk too, when they're like, oh no, man, no, I used to smash chicks all the time. They mm-hmm. you know, but it's like well, the well, what obviously it's not true because what the fuck happened with your marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all that stuff comes out. You know, it all comes out. Dude, I know a couple um I went to Hawaii for a wedding a few months or in the like a couple years ago with my ex boyfriend. Yeah. And um Oh, shit. No, not Bart and Gio's wedding. <laughs> I've been to two Hawaii weddings, okay? Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, we were standing around talking, and I was with a group of girls and the wives and stuff like that and the girlfriends. And then they were like, oh, yeah, t- tell them about how you blah, blah, blah. Like, t- ask this woman. Let's call her Angie, right? Like, oh, yeah, Angie, t- tell us about how your husband and you, like, fucked in the closet. And she was drunk. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Fucking, like, that's all we got going on anyways. Like, oh shit and i was like oh shit she's like that's the only thing keeping this fucking relationship together i was like and this is like a chick with kids oh shit yeah, i was like oh, that's so sad that is so sad that's fucking sad yeah i was like oh my god okay i mean i guess at least you're getting something but damn that sucks but other than that they never like see eye to eye what the they're not fuck? even friends she said straight up she's like no her words were that's all we got going anyways we're not even friends <laughs> damn dude i saw that i was like i am never getting married and if i do i hope i never be like you guys that shit sucks well well, let's go back to you so when you were with that guy right Mm -hmm. so for eight months you just the sex wasn't good so what kept it going on for uh, not to say that sex is everything but that is a huge part i Mm -hmm. mean it's how it's 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 to me like sometimes to me sex is almost like an an emotional refresher Mm -hmm. right because it it really goes back to just kind of because emotional sex is big for me right yeah. so i've never been a dude that that was able to fuck around too much like yeah. if i did it's because i went through a really long dry spell yeah you know and then i just kind of just i was like fuck it whatever let's yeah. just whatever you know mm-hmm. but for you within that eight months uh, if the sex was that bad what kind of kept you there because i feel like a physicality is a big part for you yeah uh, we were actually really good friends we got along so well oh, as friends and okay. we actually at the end when we broke up we sat there and we were like do you ever think about how you and I would be fucking dope friends. He's like, yeah, actually I do. And I was like, you want to just, he's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, probably. And it's Mm. true. Like we were dope friends. Everything else was great. Like we would laugh together. We had the same jokes. Everything was like, it's cool. You know? Well, not, I mean like personality wise, that was good. You know? So at the end we're like, I think you and I would be dope friends. He's like, yeah, me too. And then that's how we broke up. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. pretty good. I mean, yeah, guys are just so fixated on the size thing. Like it's, 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 it's such, it's like a big center of conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because guys put a lot of emphasis on it or is it because a lot of women put a lot of emphasis on it? That's what they learn from porn and mm. advertisement and stuff like that. Because in porn, like, people have unrealistic expectations, you know? In Yo, so th- that's the funny thing. So, like, I mentioned this story before where um, I have a friend in high school. And he, I'm not sure if it's a reflection of the stuff that she, either she was watching or what she expected out of a guy's size. But this was so, so fucking weird. So we were all just chilling. You know, we're, ta- we're, we're, we're friends and we're we're just sharing like stupid stories and she's talking about oh she she needs to have like a really good sized dick to have mm-hmm. have good sex and we're like okay cool like what's a good sized dick she goes you know just something average at least i was like well what's average here? she goes eight inches uh-uh. and i was like <laughs> no what what do you mean a fucking eight That's inch dick average and you know i might i may not be remembering the number right but it was definitely not above uh below eight inches so mm-hmm. i'm just saying eight inches to be conservative mm-hmm. and i was like eight inches i was like what the fuck are you talking about? i was like well what's the eight inch dick to you right and she goes yeah she measured it out it was like this big i was like that that's is not, not an eight, eight inch inches. dick yeah i was like that is not an eight inch dick yeah. and she goes that's like eight inches i was like 
this is not so that means whoever she was fucking before was telling her that oh he had a God. he had an eight inch dick and that's what she was fucking with you know because size is such an important thing so she's been duped her whole fucking life yeah. saying that these dudes had like these huge slots and that's that's how that's how important size is to guys to yeah. the point where they would have to lie to a girl and convince them that th- their penis is eight. Well, she liked it either way. So mm-hmm. what the fuck did it matter about yeah. the size? But to her, and she was describing her boyfriend or, or the guy that she was fucking around with before how yeah. big his dick was. And it was like this. I was like, yeah. that's not eight inches, bro. Unless you're a micro penis, you know, size really does not like bigger is not better. Like it's, it doesn't really matter because I've had I've I fucking I used to date a dude that can fuck his own belly button if he wanted to. God, Jesus. Yeah, right? And even that, it was like, yo, this kind of hurts, you know? Yeah. The best sex I ever had was like this Filipino dude. He had like seven inches, whatever. That was the best sex I ever had. But seven inches is pretty sizable. Seven, yeah, six or seven, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was average size, you know? And that was the right. best sex I ever had, you know? Yeah. But like guys are always like, oh, the bigger, the better. I'm like, no, dude. Like when I was dating the guy with the huge one, I'm like, yo, like you need to chill. Like, like there are things that we couldn't do. My organs hurt. <laughs> yeah. okay. My lungs. It's in my lungs. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you understand? I'm dying. Bitch, I'm not yakitori. You're okay. You're fucking skewering the fucking shit out of me. Relax. All right. Yeah, dude. Like it's not about the size and people just like it's porn because porn gives like this unexpected dude. or I mean this um what is it this this unrealistic expectations like your dick doesn't have to be mandingo dude when i was a kid like i remember when i watched porn and i saw like these huge fucking dicks and i'm like mm-hmm. damn mine's gonna be like that one day huh <laughs> right and it never happened and i was like how come my penis isn't the size of my arm what is going on is people something- don't realize that in those porns there's a lot of they use sleeves they're oh. fake yeah those things are gigantic yeah. dude dude they're if fuck- so if i were to come home with someone they whip one of those out i'm fucking running i'm like nah i'm good peace out these i girls, like my organs the way they are girls take that dick like it's, it's nothing terrifying. and it's literally like the size of my yeah. arm it's terrifying and they and they look at it like they grab it here they grab it here and then they have another dick on yeah. top of that and i'm like what are, it's what are you gonna you're gonna die how did you even start doing that in the first place like is it conditioning like i don't understand i think so i mean they're just giving birth consistently they must they must love getting pregnant or something that's like, horrifying to like, me the first time i ever came was when i gave birth to a child <laughs> <laughs> it finally I happened i forgot it and it's just like it's like it, it, it's, it's like it's like all right yeah cool you can show it off whatever like a lot there are so many guys that i met in the past like oh yeah my dick's the fucking thick as a coke can i'm like that doesn't turn me on dude that <laughs> me scares me the size of fucking optimus prime bitch yeah. i'll tear you in half it's like what are you <laughs> saying to me i don't want that i will slice <laughs> you in half you will be in a fucking grave in fact i'll put you in two caskets because i'm gonna slice your body in half. i will do a vivisection bitch like, you know, like, what the fuck? i don't want that so you'll like- gain seven pounds just from the dick inside you <laughs> Like what are you saying? You know like, how to stand flirt on the with- scale real quick. Stand on the scale. Okay, seven pounds, lose it. Seven pounds, <laughs> boom, lose it. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> That's so Stupid. fucking wild, dude. Yeah, man. Like I look back on it now, and you know that girl who just fucking wrecked my self esteem. It was great because she she gave me a lot of pointers, mm-hmm. and she actually taught me how to communicate very well. So whenever I had uh, sex with a new partner. You know, obviously not the first time, but a couple of times. I always ask, like, yo, so, like, what do you like? Thank you. You know, it's and like, that's what, what guys should do. Yeah, but not every guy's like me. Like, I'm not, like, you that's know, t- saying, like, I'm the shit. every guy should do. I'm telling you, whoever's listening right now, be a courteous man and ask her, is there anything you want me to change? Like, was that good? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it also stemmed from the fact that, you know, after that moment happened with, with this girl, uh, it, it was such a glass-shattering moment 
I had to reflect back on the the previous sexual partners that I had and how bad I was. At mm-hmm. it. And I, I was like, holy shit. Number one, I never asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I didn't know what I was doing. And number three, they were fluffing up my ego a lot. Yeah. And um, I, I think it was because I was with the, the women's that I was very sexually active with, they were also very demure. So they didn't mm. they didn't know how to communicate and they never told me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always had this problem of like not knowing when they wanted to have sex. Yeah. Because they would never tell me. They would never give me signs or signals. And it would always have to be me doing something and then maybe they were in the mood. So I just never fucking knew. Yeah. And it always felt weird. You know, it's like, okay, well, are you in the mood or not? Mm-hmm. And so it just felt like I was like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, I'm like, I don't know. Am I attacking you? Or am I not? Ta- yeah. What is going on right now? Yeah. Right. So it just became very difficult. And so with this girl, she was very confident. She was very straightforward. You know, albeit that was probably one of the reasons why we broke up because she wanted too much sex. Mm-hmm. But at least with her, she told me what she liked and she didn't like. And from that, I always took that and I moved on yeah. and I asked. Yeah. Obviously, if it was like a fling or something like that, or if we just hooking up real quick, I, I, don't, I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to ask them. No, but uh, sorry, I was going to say to women, you have to ask too. <laughs> Because I asked oh, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I learned that after a while in a relationship, people start forgetting how to initiate sex. Yeah. Because like in the beginning of a relationship, like I'll text you straight up like, yo, I'm coming home. I'm going to get digged down. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> but then after a while, it's like, how, like you actually forget. Like, how did I used to initiate again? Yeah. Like, it's so strange. And I know a few couples right now that are like a good friends of mine who are actually going through that problem. They don't know how to um initiate right now too and then i'm actually still trying to work on that too because after a while in a relationship i forget how to um initiate so you expect the guy to initiate more than you uh no not really like we i think we both kind of just like get comfortable and just like hey want some dick now i'm tired you know yeah 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 yeah. you know so it's like after a while you kind of forget and it's hard like for me though like i I don't know maybe it's because like i i I guarantee you it's because i grew up in a beauty supply store but i think i'm a little i'm a little probably more feminine than most men are Mm. and it's just because like number one like i can't have sex with my partner unless they are completely in the mood Mm. you can't have sex with me just because you feel like i want it Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good for me yeah it it actually bothers me because it's 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 very routine it's very mediocre sex when somebody's not in the mood it's extremely mediocre yeah and at that point you're just trying to get your nut off so you Mm. might as well just masturbate at that point yeah why the fuck not so for me like it just it i i sounds kind of weird i guess like i don't give a fuck you what need that say. emotional connection i do i need yeah. emotional sex and i need to feel it so like that's where you and i differ i can i completely turn it off when i need to exactly like, so yeah. for me like i'm not like that like i need to be obviously it's for a guy it's a lot easier to get me in the mood mm-hmm. you know but i don't want to be in the mood and then the girl's like oh i'll just have sex for you mm. i don't want it then i actually have never in my life um what is it? Uh, saw sex as a a loving emotional thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Emotional sex. The it's best. only happened. It's the best. It's sex. only happened once, and I swear to God, I cried after. That's a good thing. Yeah, it was like because like I was like I always see movies and stuff like people are like oh you're making love I'm like I don't what the fuck is making love I fuck you know like yeah I, earmuffs. <laughs> like I don't have like I don't make love. I fuck, you know, yeah. like it's just sex, you know, for me, it's like in a relationship, sex is sex. It's a physical thing. Right. And, um, it's because like I, something in my brain has shut that off a long time ago. Yeah. So, and the only, it's, it's actually only happened once. And this was yeah. like a couple years ago where me and this dude, we were sitting, um, we were laying in bed and we were just listening to music, going back on old R and B and stuff like that. And then a song came on. It was, um, what was it? Half crazy. Yeah. And then for some reason, like we just like, and then we actually made love. And then like during the time I was like, 
oh my God, this is actually happening. And then I cried. Yeah. And it was like the most beautiful thing that's ever happened. And we had a conversation afterwards and I told, and I explained him like, this is why it's important to me. This is why I'm crying. And he completely understood. And that was like the first time it was like, it's like seeing a new color. Yeah. It's like the strangest thing, you know? And I explained to him like, this is why. And we sat there and we talked and then I was like, oh my God, I think this is the moment that we fell in love. And it was awesome. Yeah. And like, that's so like, I, that happened at 28 years old. Yeah. You know? And that like at 28, that's super late. Yeah. And it's so far and few in between that I've realized like now, um, if I don't feel that, then I, you're, it's, 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 it's one of those, like, it's not that you're not the one for me, but it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if I never felt it again. Cause it was so rare. So I'm not going to like dismiss someone if I never feel that with them. Well, you know, I think you, if you did feel that, then you will feel that with somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's like the reality of things. It's like, you, you can't, you can't really forego the fact that you felt that. No, you can take your earmuffs off. Yeah. You're good. Wait, she can't fucking hear. <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> so you can't really forego the fact that you, or forget the fact that you felt that because mm-hmm. like, that is in my personal opinion and you know, you, that's how it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. If before I got together with Mariel, I assumed that I would never feel the way that I felt the first time I ever got together with anybody. It was mm-hmm. with my very first girlfriend. And because when I was with that girl, um, it felt very pure. It felt like whenever I saw this girl, like my heart would flutter. Mm-hmm. I would get nervous. And when I first kissed Mariel, it felt like that very first moment that I had when I was when I was 18 years old again and I had my very Aww, first kiss. And dude. so people told me that you don't get that again. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I truly believed it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't get that again. So, you know, don't expect to feel that way ever again about somebody. Just know that it's going to be a different experience. But when I kissed Mariel, it was that feeling all over oh, again. So and I was like, oh, shit, this girl might be something special. Yeah. And so for you, too, if you did feel that way with somebody, you should, in my personal opinion, it's, it'll be so difficult for you to go back into a relationship and not feel that again. Yeah. It, it'll be damn near impossible mm-hmm. because you'll look back and say, well, how come I don't have that with this person? Yeah. And it, it's, it's always going to be in the back of your mind. That's what it was for me when I when I hooked up with other girls or mm-hmm. I got together with other women and I didn't feel that and I kept looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I, even though I was trying to convince myself that it, it wasn't going to happen, I still kept looking for it yeah. over and over. Yeah. And then so when I felt that again, I was like, oh, this is something that I have to hold on to. And so, I mean, the hard part about that is that when you, this is a double-edged sword. So once you find that, now you know that this person is in your life. This person can also hurt you now. And yeah. that's, that's the hard, that was the hard part for me. And that's, you know, that's what people say. That's what love is. Love is actually giving someone the ability to hurt you and trusting that they won't. Yeah. yeah, emotional sex though is is something else, man. It was crazy. Like you, it's it's, it's it, everything just clicks. Yeah, and it, it just everything feels ten times better. Yeah, it was weird because like every, it, it, that's exactly what it felt like. It just clicked, and because before I remember I was talking to my girl Mel. She's like, I was so in love with my boyfriend at the time when we had sex. I cried, and I was like, you dumb bitch. That sounds yeah. lame as shit. And then it finally happened, and it clicked. And then me and him couldn't describe it. Um, and then it was like three days later because we we couldn't figure out. How to word it? And three days later, he he texted me. He's like, "I think this is what it is." And I messaged him too. I'm like, "I think this is what it is too." Yeah. And I was just like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" But then, like, for, for me, I'm just like, um, I wouldn't say I'm a pessimist. I'm I'm just not expecting it again. You know what I mean? Like, if it never happens again, cool, whatever. I'm not gonna die. I don't think you'll be cool with it. You don't think so? I think once you experience something like that, it's very hard to be cool with it. It's very very difficult. I don't know because I've always been like, eh. I'm kind of, I, I kind of like it on my own, you know? Well, it's not that you like it on your own, but if you, I feel like if you do get into another relationship, 
And then I do know that um, I, I do know that it's going to probably be like you. If I get into another relationship or the people that I meet, I'm going to keep looking for that, yeah. you know, and I kind of like came to the conclusion that I'm probably going to look for it in the back of my mind. And yeah. if it never happens, then I'm actually pretty okay with that too. Like, I'm, That's so sad though. No, it's not sad to me because I like being by myself so much. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Well, like, if you're by yourself, it's okay. Yeah, but, but if, I'm, I'm saying, not like, going to be with someone if I don't feel that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, if no, you're I with somebody yeah, yeah. and then you don't have that with them, then it's really sad. If you're yeah. by yourself, then it's, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. And I think that's what my, my, my criteria or whatever, like one of the things that you have to meet in my relationship now like if i were to meet someone and if i'd never feel that it's like you're probably not who i want to be with you know oh for sure i mean it's hard to look back on a relationship where you don't feel that intense emotion Mm -hmm. at least once i mean even for me like people always say you know i i have a lot of friends who i want to say a lot of friends i'd say there's a couple of people who uh i look at their relationship and i kind of use them as an example of something i don't want Mm -hmm. because they are they are with the person that they're with and they always and they always say things that it's not a joke it's very dis, it's very disparaging like they say stuff like you know like it's it's never going to be the same like when you first started going out with them like you know like it was super passionate it was all fire mm-hmm. and like i like i miss those days and for me like when i'm with mario like i don't miss those days at all and in fact like i think what we have is 10 times better mm-hmm. and i i don't say it just to say it, like, I, I will never, ever want to go back to when we first started going out. I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what she liked. Mm-hmm. We fought so fucking often because we butted heads because I didn't understand her heart. I didn't mm-hmm. understand her as a human being and she didn't understand me. If I have to go back and go through, oh, fuck that shit. I'll kill mm-hmm. myself. I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. What we have now is so fucking good. And it took four years to build that shit. And I realized that if I don't have that, let's say Mary Ellis, first of all, if Mary leaves me, I'm done. I'm single. I'm, I'm single for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this all over again. I'm going to be writing fucking so much poetry about this bitch. I'm mm-hmm. going out a curly mustache. I'm going to have that French ass hat and I'm some fucking baguettes, have some coffee, smoke cigar. Why do you turn French when you're single? I don't know. Maybe because I am a lover. I'm going she to broke mon cœur. I do not want it anymore. She broke my out and I'm like, <laughs> my out, my out. <laughs> I have to do my out and because she broke my out. I'm so ugly. <laughs> I told her, dude, I was like, yo, I told Mario two things already. I tell him this on a consistent basis. Like, you ever fucking leave me, mm-hmm. I guarantee you I will never get back to somebody else and you're going to ruin me. Yeah. Live with that on your conscience. Yeah. Number two, don't you fucking die before me. I'm dying before you. <laughs> I tell her that every day. I go, you don't fucking die before me. I'm yeah. dying before you. She goes, why? Because I was like, because if you die before me, I'm going to die. Yeah. I think if I die before you, be fine. Yeah. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying you're stronger. She's stronger. You're emotionally yeah. stronger than I am. You mm-hmm. fucking leave me. My life is over, dude. Yeah. I will fucking die. <laughs> That's so cute. Like, don't you fucking leave me, dude. Like, I'm I'm very hyper dependent on you emotionally now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit fucking where, sucks. You, uh, that's where, it, what, it, so I've been actually going to therapy. Yeah. And I like it a lot because I'm learning more and more about myself. Um, and I, th- there's a, something that I always knew about myself that I need to work on was that I have like no patience and mm. I'm a runner, which is real, like the fucking movie Runaway Bride. Yeah. I'm a fucking runner. So, um, like for you, like you guys were arguing like crazy in the beginning and then after four years you figured it out, right? Yeah. If I'm arguing in the beginning, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, if all those red flags are there, I get scared and I take off. Yeah. And so 
that is that's usually what happens like that's what happened with the guy that i was dating it's like after a while we grew kind of complacent and he started to feel like a roommate to me yeah and i was just like oh well this is kind of you know like maybe we're not you know and then um after we broke up i was like ah, i should probably work on myself and that's like where i am now yeah and and it's dope because i have like you guys like you i have like older peers you know that can teach me like have you guys have joe and jess have Gio and bart and they're just like no you gotta fucking like you gotta stick and work on it and like be more patient and you know don't freak out at the first sign of whatever so i've been working on it and it's been yeah. cool you know it's just like but you know there is a sign of like you'll, you'll understand who's unless worth, it's terrible yeah who's worth yeah. that time because mm-hmm. sometimes people just work on something and there's nothing there to work on exactly and that's what i was scared of for the longest time like what am i here for like what if i waste like 10 years on this and i'm like fucking 40 years old and i'm divorced you know but it's it's also i think it also comes from um, I think it's really important that parents should teach their children like what a healthy relationship is, what proper um, conflict resolution is. Because for me, I never had parents around to teach me that, right? Yeah. So what I learned about love was from like movies mm-hmm. and and like fairy tales. And, and so in my mind growing up, I was like, well, if I don't feel butterflies and blah, 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 and like know that he's the one right when I feel him, he's probably not. And I would just take off. Yeah. So I think it's really important that, that, you know, like parents don't like hold your kids back from like, oh, no, don't hang out with boys. Like, don't have sex, whatever. Just don't whatever ever, you know? Yeah. And, it, and they should teach you like this is what a healthy relationship is. This is what you do with like conflict, conflict resolution. This is what you should be in a relationship, what you should not expect, what you should expect. You know what I mean? And I didn't have that growing up. And I was talking to my brother, Will, yeah. about it. And he was just like, AIDS oh, boy. shit. AIDS boy. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Will? <laughs> fucking Fruitopia AIDS boy. I fucking love him. I'll get back to that in a second. But I was talking to Will. And he's like, oh, shit. Because I told him about my therapy sessions and stuff, yeah. right? And, like, and I told him, like, yo, I'm trying to be a better person. This is what I learned. He goes, oh, shit. Because he came from a broken family, too. He's like, I never learned about that. And I think that's the reason why I can't be in relationships. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, like, that's what I'm trying to work on right now. It's hard because you, know, you, you, you are also... I mean, take this with a grain of salt, but it's, you're at a disadvantage now because now you have to find a guy that has to be understanding and willing to take on that baggage. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, when I got together with Mariel, she had to take on my baggage and I had to take on hers as well. And um, a lot of people don't don't understand that. Yeah. Like their problems are literally your problems. Like you, you have to help them out with it when they need it the most. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult because it's easy to be dismissive it's easy to say that's your fucking problem you deal with it and when you deal with it you come back to me when you're fucking normal yeah and it just doesn't work out that way like um like i have a lot of personal problems that mariel has helped me out with like Mm -hmm. specifically like my anger issues she's helped me out so much with that shit and with her too like she actually had her ideal man like built in her head through these fucking disney movies and these Mm -hmm. fucking fairy tales and it turned out her fucking prince charming is a fat korean guy (laughs) and she just was like shattered she's like what is this why do i love this guy he's not prince charming like he's fucking hyper opinionated he's he he argues with me all the time he challenges me all the time he doesn't open the door he fucking leaves the toilet seat up you know and i'm like yo that's that's not what love is like you don't you're not gonna love me for those reasons you know you're gonna love me because there's something special between us yeah and it's something that you really can't explain and you can't put your finger on Mm -hmm. and i told her with her too i didn't expect to be with somebody like you 
but I am with somebody like you, Yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, like I, I found out for myself that I can't live without you now. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do about it? Is just because I don't fit into this mold, are you going to run away from it? And absolutely she wasn't going to do that. So for her, it was a big thing. It was a huge thing for her to figure out like, oh shit, everything that I read up on, it's, it's not realistic in the sense of, and that's a good thing. She goes, those relationships don't exist. And even if they did, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. All right. Because I thought I would like a very, um, a very, uh, what's it called? Agreeable human being. Yeah. So I was with a very agreeable girl before. She used to bore the fucking shit out of me. My God, dude. Yeah. There are times where I knew I was wrong. And she would just be like, you're probably right. I'm like, you fucking spineless bitch. <laughs> you spineless bitch. How yeah. dare you? And I'm yeah. looking at her like, I can't believe you said I was right. Yeah. How fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I ended up breaking up with her. And for her, I think it was hard for her to understand because she, in her mind, she goes, I, I felt like I did everything right. You know what I, when I look at Mary, you know, Mariel, you know what I think? What? She's going to be a fucking dope mother. Oh, for She'd sure. She'd be the kind of mom that I would be scared of. Like that's, if that was my mom, I'd be scared because I feel like she can be really stern. Oh, for sure. She's like a dude. good mom. She would be yeah. a great mom, dude. Mm-hmm. Like even for me right now, like let's say I somehow knocked at Mariel right now, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, right. She would mind. She's she's not ready for a kid, but yeah. I'm saying like for me, like I I would I wouldn't mind having a fucking I, kid. I right totally now. see her as a mom. She's awesome. I can see myself as a mom. Okay, <laughs> but speaking of my brother, AIDS boy, he actually messaged me out of nowhere. He goes, "People are messaging me, AIDS boy. <laughs> did you and David talk about it again?" <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> Dog, that's so fucking funny, dude. I love him. Like, he... So, did did I tell you what his... This is actually the sweetest gift that anyone has ever given me. Mm-mm. Um, So, this was over Christmas. And then yeah. he called me up. I was I was actually visiting my dad. He called me up. He's like, yo, Merry Christmas. Um, So, I was thinking about, like, I don't know what to get a girl who already has everything that she wants. And he get oh my god I'm gonna start crying, so he gave me um so when when I was younger I was separated from my dad yeah. he had to move for like work or whatever and then him or he went with his second wife which is Will's mom yeah and Will got to live with him grow up with him I mm-hmm. never got I never got that I yeah. don't I didn't have like those memories right yeah so Will told me he's like what do I give a girl that has everything she's ever wanted I'm going to call you like once a week or so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you memories that I have of dad raising me. And oh, like, that's so sad. yeah, and like, um, just like little things, like little stories and stuff. I'm gonna tell you a story every week, and it was like the sweetest thing. Like, I sat there and I cried at the dinner table. I was like, "You're right. I didn't have any of these stories. You know, like this is my dad. Like, I'm, I'm like, we're barely spending time now. Yeah. In the last, I want to say like six years, because I finally started making enough money to not like, um, to not be a burden on my like. I always felt like I don't want to make my dad buy me plane yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. I couldn't visit him for the longest time. And then, so I started making money and I can finally like be a daughter, you know, yeah. and spend time with my dad. So my brother called me up. He's like, I'm going to teach you or like, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all these stories that I have with dad. And he's been telling me like all these stories. And it's like, I finally have a, a childhood with my dad again. Yeah. You know? And so stupid AIDS boys finally, like, it's like <laughs> the best christmas present i've ever had and it's and like the first story and then the, the best thing is i get to hear these stories and then i go to my dad i'm like dad do you remember this he's like yeah yeah, yeah i remember that i did this like my dad stole a fucking basketball hoop like a big one that makes sense yeah. <laughs> makes your, 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 fa- your father scares me yeah. I, like i'm not i'm not gonna deny that story happened your, your father looks like a thief of joy <laughs> and so the story that he told me recently was um uh he was at my uncle's workplace, right? And there was a, 
No, it wasn't my uncle's work. It was, it was somewhere in like a, a, a somewhere. I don't know where it was, but he saw like this big basketball hoop. Yeah. And he remembered that um, Will and my other little brother, when they were playing basketball in the back, we were kind of poor. And he would get like a, just like a basket, you know, those red plastic baskets or like the hard plastic baskets. Yeah. yeah. They would use it as a hoop. And my dad felt bad. So he saw this hoop and he told my uncle, he's like, hey, let's steal that. <laughs> and my uncle is so nice. He's like, no, we can't do that. And then Will says, and then, because Will's like, I was in the car at the time. I heard them talking about it. And then my uncle's like, no, 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 don't steal it. The next morning I woke up and there was a new hoop in our yard. And dad's like walking around holding his back. Because like he's he, the night before he took the truck and he lifted that thing and put it on his on on the truck and it hurt his back, and then he brought it home to Will, and then he and then Will and I like Will and I are really close and he's you know he's like and that's what Dad is like he does these crazy things out of love you know and it's just like that yeah. is exactly what my dad is he's Robin Hood he stole from other kids to <laughs> yeah. give to his kids exactly. <laughs> That's such a hood Vietnamese story that's very sweet, but kind of scary at the same time. I stole from these other children for my children. It's like, oh, I feel bad for these other kids, but I feel good for you guys. And then like at the same time, I would message my dad. I'm like, dad, do you remember this? He's like, yeah, I remember that. I couldn't walk for the whole day Yeah, because I wanted to get that for my kids. And it's just like, that was the best present because now I kind of get like a taste of what it's like to have a dad, you know? Because you were you were with your you were with your grandparents, yeah. okay? Yeah, my dad was away for a long time, so I grew up with grandparents, mm. and like you know, I felt kind of bad. I grew up and I, I told my like my dad would always tell me like, "Hey, you know, move to Missouri with me." I'm like Missouri. Then I was young, I was and I was stupid, and I'm like, "No, Dad, I want to make it in LA. I love it here," you know. And I remember telling my dad too. I was like, "Don't worry," and he's because he's always like, "I want to take care of you." I'm like, "Dad, you know, I never needed you before. I don't need yeah. you now." And I didn't mean that in a in a malicious way. Of course, know? yeah, yeah. You're saying like, like you're, I'm self sufficient. Like, you don't have to worry about me. You know, yeah. and so I grew up without, you know, like a dad. I didn't grow like I, I didn't have. I, and like I said, I never wanted to bother him for money. So um, the only time that he actually, um, there, I can give you two times that my dad gave me money for something it was to buy my first car. It was a three thousand dollars shit ass Honda Accord <laughs> yeah. that my uncle, that my other uncle, sold to me, and he's one of those fucking like like Chinese uncles that screw over his own fucking family. Mm-hmm. So it was like a piece of shit car. So that's one. And then there's this one other time where I miscalculated which bills to pay first because I was fucking dirt poor, right? And I was living by myself. And um, and I realized, oh, shit, I don't have money to pay. So my dad had to kind of like bail me out with a little bit of money. But other than that, I didn't want to bother him. He had his, you know, he had his other marriage and he had a bunch of kids to take care of. I was the eldest one. And I felt like a piece of shit if I had to ask for money. And so I, it was rough, dude. Like I remember having to figure out like what bills do I pay? And then I yeah. kind of resented other kids. Like, damn, they grew up with parents. Like I couldn't pay for an oil change. And that's exactly how my car actually eventually died. Yeah. And I couldn't pay for an oil change. And I was sit there. I'm like, you know, like, you know, if I had a family, um, like my dad would probably pay for my oil change, but I didn't want to bother him. Yeah. And then I remember when that car died, I cried my eyes out because I didn't know what to do. But now that I've grown older, I started making money. I was like, I spend every Christmas with my dad. I spend my birthday with my dad. I spend, I try to spend his birthday with him too, you know, and I'm trying to do as much as I can because now I live in constant fear of running out of time. Like I am so scared of losing my dad. That's like the biggest thing that I'm scared of. I don't give a fuck about anything else. I mean, you too, little sister. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but she's younger than you. She's young. She's fine. Yeah, you know? she's looking at this one's just as emotional as me. I told her that I put her as my beneficiary and this one started almost crying. She does not like it when I talk about shit like that. 
But um, yeah, so now I live in constant fear of running out of time. Well, I, it's because you're getting older. Like, yeah. I, like I feel that all the time too. Like yeah. that's that's like some that's you know living with because I grew up with both my parents, right? Mm-hmm. And so like for number one, I don't have a lot of family here. Like yeah. I have very like few like blood relatives, and you know how close I am to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like you know I talk to my mom almost every day, mm-hmm. and so like even for me, like the thought of like being in traffic and the first thing I do is call my mom because mm-hmm. I just want to talk to her. Like there's going to be a time when I don't have that. There's going to be a time where I'm going to wake up and I'm going to want to eat something that she made. It's not going to be there. Exactly. Like I, I have to really come to terms with these things. And I when can't I, do it. I thought about it. I think I might kill myself if I lose my dad. If I lose my dad, I'm done, dude. It's hard because <laughs> like, you know, uh, that's the part where we grow older and we try not to take things for granted anymore. Mm. And if you're a young person and you're listening to this, it's even if I tell you this, you're not going to fucking get no. it. And it's, it's, no, it's not any fault. It's no fault to your own. You're you're just young Mm -hmm. and it may sound stupid to you right now, but when you get a little older, you'll start to understand this because it it does start to hurt because everything in your mind is forever to you when you're young. Everything is forever. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad will always be hero. They're they're invincible. But the moment you see your parents bleed, you see them hurt, it kind of snaps everything into reality. You know, like I, so I only see my dad only like two, three times a year. Right. Yeah. And I remember seeing him getting gray hairs for the first time when he stopped dyeing his hair. And that's when it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. So I made it a point to, I sat him down with a camera and I had him tell me his whole entire life story because I know that I'm going to need that when he passes, you know? So yeah, like kids now, like they don't, but like you said, it's not, it's not, it's not their fault. fault Like you're just, you're just young and everything is just, like I said, is everything is forever right now. And it's, it's hard, man. And the, the good thing is, is like you, you realize it now. Because a lot of people don't even have that opportunity. They mm-hmm. do it when their parents are on their deathbed. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Like my dad and I, like I've talked about on this podcast before, my dad and I didn't get along a lot. But yeah. now we do a lot better now. And like, because I can't waste that time with him. It's just, it's very difficult. My yeah. father and I didn't have a great relationship because he and I are actually very, very similar. Yeah. You know, I had, I, but I always had my dad. So I'm actually very fortunate, right? Mm-hmm. And in your case too, it's a good thing that you realize that. But, you know, there you are going to have to come to terms with the fact that he is going to go away, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be hard. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> it was hard with me. It was hard for me and my grandma. My grandma actually was uh, the other half that that raised me growing up, oh, okay. and so my grandma. A lot of people don't know this, but my grandma, uh, she was like in hospice care. So mm-hmm. she was like fed through a tube. She had the whole thing and she just couldn't speak or anything yeah. else like that. And because my parents were at work all the time, when I was in Sacramento, I had to go visit her almost every day mm. just to make sure that they were, because you don't know if they're going to take care of her right or not. Yeah. So I would check up on her, see if she's okay, check up on her, see if she's okay. And I had to watch my grandma just like wither away every yeah. day before she passed away. And that shit was so hard for me. Mm. And so when she passed away, because I already dealt with her leaving, during the funeral, it was a lot easier for me yeah. because I, to me, she, once once she couldn't speak anymore, she wasn't here anymore. And so I remember that time where she just couldn't talk and I just died. Like, yeah. I think I was crying for like almost like six, seven months straight. Yeah. But after a while, I was able to deal with it because now that I know that she's not here, it it's easier for me. So, because like one of the hardest things that I had to deal with, like I remember... Um, Every now and then her consciousness would come back. Mm-hmm. But when it would come back, she would, couldn't figure out why she was here. Yeah. So she would just wake up and she would scream crying. And that shit used to fucking wreck me. Like yeah. I remember like like one of the nurses told me like, oh, your grandma is like, I heard her crying last night. I'm like, fuck. And so I would go and see her and then she couldn't talk. And yeah. I'm like, okay, why well, I couldn't be there then. So we, I would always check up every day to see if she was okay. But the hard part about that is that you just, you just have to understand this is part of life. Yeah. And thinking that it's not going to happen doesn't change anything, you know? So, like, for me and my parents, like, 
seeing my grandma just like that just always wrecked me. And mind you, she wasn't the best to me either. My grandma used to beat my fucking ass. <laughs> Yo, she used to fuck me up, yeah. man. But I think like because family is such an important thing, it's why if I I like I I have a family type of mentality in everything that I do. Yeah. Um, even the way I carry friendships, you and I have been friends for seven, eight years, and I and I love you like a sister, you know. So like I've always kind of kept that like familial love with everything that I have. And I had that because I grew up in a good home. And I from my grandma's death, I kind of realized like you do have to be prepared for when these things happen. Yeah. And to think that it's not going to, it's just going to hurt you in the long run. And so with my mom, like I think about it sometimes too, like there's going to be a time where I won't be able to talk to her on the phone. And that shit scares me. It yeah. fucking scares me because it's, it's routine. It's yeah. like a, a almost a daily part of my life. And like there's going to be a time where I'm being traffic and I'm going to call somebody and nobody's going to be there. Yeah. And it's going to fucking wreck me. And I think about that shit and it kills me on the inside. But yeah. and I, you know, my mom knows it too. Like she understands like, she always talks about her dying and stuff like that, but you know, and I forget. <laughs> it sucks. My dad does it too. They're so morbid. It's Asian what old people do. It's what old people think. <laughs> they guilt you. My mom's like, my mom's like, I'm gonna die. And I'm like, man, shut the fuck up, dude. Why you why you say this shit, dude? It's like midweek, yeah. you know. But like, you know, my mom is just like. That's why I think like the cool thing is like because we've we've grown up and we're maturing now, we can we really start to live um, for others instead of ourselves. And it feels great. Like instead of having all these like selfish wants and needs, now the things that you want are for the people that you love instead. And it kind of blows my mind a little bit because I never thought I would be like that. And so like I shared, it was so funny. This is the second time I'm tearing up. (laughs) I did a podcast with Mariel today and we were talking about, (laughs) we were talking about this moment where I started like crying because like um, my, I scared my mom. And uh, this is me as an adult because I used to get in a lot of fist fights as a kid and a lot of violent shit too, like a, like hyper violent stuff. Yeah. And I always joke about me being a bitch and stuff, which I am now for sure, 100%. Like, <laughs> trust me, you try to fight me, I'm running away. <laughs> but, you know, um, like I it took a lot of just like counseling and therapy for me to get rid of my anger issues. And I used to have very, very bad thoughts, like in terms of like when somebody would anger me like i would think about murdering them you know and like that kind of stuff was embedded in my head from these guys that i used to hang out with where they they would tell me that if you get into a fight and somebody tries to touch you and you're not thinking about killing them they're going to kill you first and so that's how i used to think about fights and but because of that they fucked me up in my head so when i get angry and i see something when a confrontation comes out i think I got to fucking kill this dude because if he doesn't, he's going to kill me first. And that's such a stupid thought. It's such a terrible thing to think about. And I remember uh, not to repeat a story, but basically like my mom heard me on the phone kind of go red line. And then I just heard her in the car and she just said my name. And it was was so disappointed. And I, I fucking broke down because I was like, oh shit. Like I'm putting my mom through that same shit again when I was a kid where she was afraid I was going to die. And then I heard it in her voice and it fucking wrecked me. Yeah. You know, so those are the type of things that you get when you're older, you know? And so it's kind of a, it's a coming to Jesus moment for us. You know, it's like, oh shit, like things are finite and you have to make sure that these moments last. Because I've been seeing you like hanging out with your dad a lot more. You've been flying, flying out more with those stupid goofy dogs. (laughs) (laughs) My dumb dogs. I love them. Yeah. It's like, and that, you know, that's the same thing that you went through is what my dad's going through. Like my dad was fucking, he was wild. Oh, your dad was nothing like your father. But you know, I I was like, I'm like a very watered down version of your dad. (laughs) Extremely watered down, you know? Uh, My dad's fucking wild, dude. Like I know, a few years ago he got into a fight with a dude and my mom is the only one that can calm him down like he yeah. I, I don't know if it was him or was it my brother that pulled out a knife i don't know 
but she had to like she's the only one like if she were to grab him by his shoulder and said honey that's when he calms down because then he realized like i got a fuck ton of kids you know oh yeah yeah so it's 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 crazy like it's crazy when you're right when you grow up and you start living for other people because then that's what he did because when he was younger he was dumb and it's all about him and i don't give a fuck about me and then he had kids he had me and his life changed for me when i was younger it was like i was so focused on myself because i'm like i need to work i need to do this how am i gonna pay this bill i can't go see them right now i'm fucking like i have to work you know but now i have like i i I can take care of myself and that's when i started realizing like i've been not that I've been wasting my time, but fuck, I wish I spent more time with my parents. And that's yeah. what I'm doing now. I have a rule, actually, that I, I implemented. Um, it's that if I ever talk about my dad, or even if the thought just crosses my mind, if he even crosses my mind, I just message him like, hey, I love you. Yeah. And we do that like all the time. And you know, like Asian parents are not very affectionate. Of course. Then yeah. He likes it, though. He appreciates it. No, but it, then yeah. he, like, he is affectionate to me. He's like, I love yeah. you, too. You know, like, so... Throughout, like you'll see him like it's, he's on facebook he's like he's fucking all about facebook yeah. so, so on facebook messenger like all you he, all you see the messages back and forth is i love you i love you too i love you i love you too i love you i love you too and then like some conversation in between yeah and that's like i think that's really important when your parents like you don't live with your parents you know yeah and it's like you don't have to i think a lot of kids don't do it because it's so awkward like oh i don't want to call them and just like have yeah. a full-on conversation you know and that's why i just messaged him like hey i just want to let you know i love you you know yeah. And it's 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 done a world of wonder for my mine and my dad's relationship because I've been wanting that relationship for so long and it's finally here, you know. Um, and that's actually part of the reason why I haven't celebrated my birthday at all. It's because mm. I would always go and just spend it with my dad. But this time, when I have a party, and then I'm going to go to my dad. That's kind of crazy, man. Like it's and you know we you know it kind of wraps back to like where I was talking about even like probably how you've dealt with your relationships has a lot to do with your family life growing yeah. up. You know, and all this stuff, too. And this is all, you know, I say baggage, but it's not in a negative way. But it's just everything that comes with being with somebody. It's what it's the, you are. It's what you are. Mm-hmm. It's the life story. And you have to be understanding of this because there's probably going to be a situation with whoever gets, whoever is going to be in a serious relationship with you. They're probably going to run into problems with you because of the way that you were raised. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to, like, emotionally connect with them. And they're going to have to learn how to be patient and understand that you didn't grow up with the same things that they did. Yeah. So, like, love and affection, like a stable father figure, maybe yeah. sometimes even a stable mother figure in your life you it's know? true i and i remember um so i'm exactly like my dad when i'm angry i'm fucking like you need to leave me alone you know mm-hmm. and if you keep pushing at me it's gonna get real ugly and it's true like i i dated a guy once where whenever he we argued he would just be like well i need you to tell me that you love me or like i need you to be like you know come over here and show me some affection but i'm i'm so pissed that i can't do that but he never understood that you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like that's and that's where it comes to when it comes to understanding you need to understand how people are like how their past is my past is i'm just like my dad yeah you can't change that you know and it's just one of those things you have to figure out how to work with it or you know like it's it's and it's not, it's not one of those things where it's like it's gonna make or break us and I, I didn't think and he was like well i just need you to come and give me a hug i'm like dude right now i want to claw your fucking eyes out yeah you know like you can't do that so let me chill out for a second yeah like that's 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 my baggage, you know, and, it, and like you said, you have to find someone that actually understands that and can take on that baggage and not like always try to change me all the time. I always get worried with who you're going to be with. Like, <laughs> I, I worry for that guy. And then I also like wonder like if I'm going to like the guy. It's such a weird thing it's with weird. you. It's yeah. like, With you too. Like I always think like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is she yeah. with now? Like it's always weird. I think you've only met like, well, one, one guy that I dated, you knew him. Uh, that was your friend. Yeah. And, and the then, other guy too, I met him too. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. But like always in the back of my mind, I'm like... 
you ain't shit. <laughs> like, I, like I always had this like really weird feeling about guys that you're with, and I'm like, you ain't shit, dude. You know? It's really funny because the guys that I date are people who never expect what I would date. Because um, I remember I went to my best friend's wedding. It was yeah. I was her bridesmaid, and I brought my boyfriend at the time along. You met him, yeah, and um. She, she like all the groomsmen like everybody knows who i am you yeah know? like you know they didn't they know like oh it's gina darling whatever fuck yeah. it whatever and one of them she told me later on she's like you know the guys actually came over the groomsmen came over to me and said huh i did not think that that would be the type of guy that she dates because they're thinking i'm dating some like fucking like rich douchey dude with mm-hmm. like all these tattoos but i was like well this nice filipino guy you know yeah, <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're like that's what she dates, you know, and people people don't really know what I date. And honestly, if you put all my ex-boyfriends in a line, they all look completely different. They're all a little bit different. What do you think? What do you think is like, what would you accept for me as, I don't as know. my older I don't brother? Think, I don't think anybody's good enough for you. That's why. That's that's the problem, too. Like, it's like I almost don't want to meet them because I'm going to judge them yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Because I'm already like, man, you ain't fucking shit. Yeah. So like, it always, it always bothers me. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, fuck, man, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? And it's such a bad habit to have, you know, I mean, it's because I've known you for so fucking long, yeah. you know? So like, and I always want you to be happy, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes I feel like for you too, like you're, you you want to be happy, but in your case, because of, of a lot of the things that you've grown up with and a lot of things you had to deal with, you, you kind of don't know what happiness is right no. now. And yeah. so like, you're looking for that and I can't find that for you. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sad for me because I can't do that for you, yeah. you know? And so with these guys too, sometimes I feel like these guys aren't equipped for it. It's yeah. like, like, I feel like uh, hopefully I'll, you know, when you bring a guy around and I see him and I'm like, he, he's emo, you need an emotionally intelligent guy. Yeah. And it's, it's actually kind of hard to find nowadays. It like it's, it's really hard to find an emotionally intelligent woman or man, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but maybe it's just because my, my mom, I'm, I have such a close relationship with my mom. And yeah. I think I was very fortunate of that, that I, maybe I grew up with kind of like, you know, I had like those really thuggish friends, but I also had my really sweet mom that I talked to every day. So yeah. she kind of balanced me out a lot. But, you know, like I do understand you do have a lot of things that you're dealing with. So you need a guy that can really understand that shit. And if they don't and they're going to just really be dismissive of it, mm-hmm. I just I just it bothers me. Yeah. It bothers me a lot. It's like, yo, you can't you have to take everything that comes with her mm-hmm. and you have to be able to help her and support her in that kind of sense. And I feel like some guys just they don't see it. They see a pretty girl. Yeah. They see a girl who's really funny. That's really great to be around. But then when you have your bad moments, they're like, oh, I can't deal with her. Yeah. And I hate that shit mm-hmm. because they 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 only expect you to be your persona. Yeah, I think that people expect that too because it's what they've seen, you know? And they they don't I I've I've met guys in the past where like they don't they're not ready to deal with what's about to happen cuz yeah. I thought when you said they're they're like you're scared for them is cuz I was going to rip them apart. Oh, that too. <laughs> oh, that too, for sure. So you got that's what I'm saying, you got to be ready for everything. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and the things that I went through in my past like it it's a lot, you know? It's a lot and I'm still working on it too, you yeah. know? And then and then I think that's why um, I think it's that that's why I decided to finally go to therapy Yeah, because I realized that I'm turning 30 and like, I'm not, I don't feel any rush to like get married and stuff like that because I never really thought about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think what really triggered it was I actually had like, it's very far few and few in between. Like it's so rare. I had a breakdown, mm-hmm. like a, a really bad breakdown. Right. And it, the one before that was just so far away. I was like, oh, I probably got it handled. But when that yeah. came back around, I was like, fuck, I never figured this out, you know? Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I was just like, I can deal with it. I've dealt with plenty of shit before and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then this is when I realized that I need to actually go and talk to someone about this. And mm-hmm. so this whole past year of being 29 years old has been, I've been going to therapy and I'm trying to figure it out. And I, I'm, I'm learning that I don't 
need anyone around me right now. I yeah. really love just being by myself and learning more about myself and, and learning how to deal with the issues that I have and stuff, you know? It's good. And people don't really appreciate that a lot. They don't yeah. appreciate their alone time because mm-hmm. I was, I think, aside from like serious relationships or like dating here and there, I, I genuinely liked being single yeah. uh, just because, number one, I wasn't mature enough to be in a relationship yeah. because all I did was thinking about, I was, I only thought about myself and my career and I didn't have space for that. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't get it. They're like, yo, it's great to be with somebody. I was like, I'm, I know it's great to be with somebody, but I ain't ready for that mm-hmm. shit. So it won't be great for me. It won't be great for them either. They're mm-hmm. not going to like it. That's what I did. I kept forcing myself into relationships because I thought it would like, uh, it would, it'd be, it would be awesome. And I'll be fine. And I would force my problems onto them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just a lot to deal with. But I'm glad that you're you're getting better too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm telling you, man. Everybody needs that like coming to Jesus moment. I know, right? I know. And you're just happy. You're actually having it pretty young, though. To be honest with you, like you at think tw- so? like 29. Like, yeah. you'd be surprised. You'd be so <laughs> fucking surprised, man. Aging nothing. That's what they mean by aging. Really, nothing but a number. Because yeah. there's a lot of dudes that dudes that I know for sure. They, they're still dealing with their demons right That's now true. That's and they true. and they refuse to address it that is you know true. they don't want to ask for help they don't want to go to therapy they think therapies for fucking bitches or crazy people or crazy people and it's like all right bro you just doing your problems man and you know i'll i'll, I'll be there to let you know when i'm ready to hear you out but yeah. if you keep telling yourself that there's no problems and then you're just gonna have to just live with those demons for the rest of your life yeah therapy's good i feel like everyone should i think it's like a if you're it's like a routine checkup for your body and everything oh for sure it. you know yeah. and i think a lot of people do get therapy outside of just like traditional therapy they don't even know it yeah. they don't even fucking know it yeah it's like when you have that really close friend or for me it's my mom mm-hmm. you know she like helps me uh, just listens to me and helps me solve these problems out and it, it's crazy that's like my version of therapy and mm-hmm. i didn't realize that i i had like consistent therapy it just wasn't in that traditional form yeah right so yeah, yeah. well look at that dude an hour and 30 minutes in we Fu- did it. Fucking killing the podcast game. Just fucking making me cry and shit, bitch. <laughs> I just cried today. I told you, you fucking unlocked this this water tap. Because <laughs> of the movie? Yeah, everything's making me cry, dude. Like, dude, fucking everything, since dude. Since our podcast, I've gotten so many tags and messages about watching Along with the Gods and how I ruined them. Dude, there's this one girl. She was watching with her boyfriend and she was yelling at her boyfriend like, why the fuck aren't you crying? Because she's like sobbing her eyes out because I told people to tag me when they, like in, in like stories so I can see uh-huh. them suffer. I made my sister watch it too actually i know that she cracked me up she fucking did you oh yeah i sent you videos she was crying in my bed she was pissed and then i watched her i made her watch train to busan too and train to busan Busan at the end with the daughters yeah oh you didn't really cry at that part did you I think you teared she, up. That's because she was emotionally spent from the first movie. That's yeah, why. That's the hard part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you watch Train to Pusan first, then you watch Along yeah, with the Gods. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. And then so so many people would message me like, "What the fuck, Gina?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, that shit. Right, make, <laughs> I actually posted on on Twitter that I'm making her watch the Train to Pusan now, and David responded, "He's like, yo, leave that girl alone." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Dude, leave her alone, man. What's wrong with you? I'm pretty sure she wants to be happy." Like, fuck, you show Nacho Libre or something, dude. Because I know my sister. She cries easy. And I just wanted to, I wanted to make her watch it. That's so Mm -hmm. fucking funny. (laughs) Well, guys, that ends another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Yo, I didn't expect the conversation to go that way. But that's the. I didn't either. That's the. How did we go from like, like, like toothless blowjobs? I don't know. (laughs) To one of the most emotional podcasts that we've had on here, dude. Anyways, Call your parents. Tell yeah. them you love them. Yeah, do that shit, dude. Yeah. You don't know how long they're they're gonna be around. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have parents, call somebody. 
Call somebody. Tell yeah. them you love them. Yeah, just tell them you love them somehow. But anyways, guys, you could you could check out the Genius Break podcast on every audio platform. We're talking about Castbox, Spotify's. We're talking about the iTunes, Spotify's. We're talking the Spotify's. We on the Spotify's, the Castbox, and everything else in the Stitchers. Uh, but yeah, man, let us be on your commute. We just want to have. Uh, this is like like I mentioned before. Um, it's a podcast literally about nothing. We're not here to really interview people. We're just here to be along with you guys and uh, have dope conversation, have you guys kind of peep in. You guys are the, uh, what do you call it, the fly on the wall mm-hmm. that gets to observe some of the dopest conversations on the internets. Mm-hmm. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> Earmuffs. Blowjobs. Crazy. But uh, yeah, give us a thumbs up. And if you're on that iTunes stuff, make sure you give us a five star. And you already know Gina's going to come back here because she's... Yeah. She's she's like probably one of the best. Oh, follow me on my stream too. Can I shout my stream? Oh yeah, shout out all your stuff cool, right cool, now, cool. please. Uh, I stream video games on Facebook, so if you guys want to check me out, it's facebook.com slash iHeartGina. I stream like five days a week. So if you guys want to come play some games with me, talk shit, hang out on there, and follow me on Instagram, Miss Gina Darling. I need some sponsorships. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you love the conversations that we're having here, she she has these type of conversations on her fucking stream. So mm-hmm. check her out. It's it's fucking hilarious i love it <laughs> thanks I love for it having much. me okay i love you bitch love you peace <laughs> <laughs>